Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Arcade Parlor. I think you guys were sleeping. You got you guys were totally sleeping hey. during that one. Hey. I, I, you guys weren't even looking at the camera. I woke I up fast. It. Come on. <laughs> Welcome in uh to the co-host here. Welcome to those who are listening. Today is uh March 4th. March the 4th be with you. Uh That's episode nice. 7. The time is 7:20 p.m. Eastern. Uh Welcome in, everybody. We are on episode seven already. Can you believe that? We've been doing this like seven months already. Wow. That's pretty wild. That we've yeah. been doing that like, long. I, I think about it. I'm like, we've had we've had like two guests on here. And then I'm like, no, wait, we've had <laughs> way more than two guests. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, it, it, it's crazy how fast this goes, because, yeah, it it was before October and everything. I I, I think our first episode was in September, if I remember right. Um. Before we had our very first guest on there. Uh, that, that, that's crazy. though. That's crazy. Seven episode seven already. And we're and we're still going strong. We're still going strong. I'm Pancho Taco, also known as David. Uh, uh, Hi, David. Pancho Taco, Hi, David. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's who I am. Hello. Hello. Good. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at. Uh, the co-hosts that I have with me, I'm looking at, we'll always start with Ashley. Ashley, how are you doing today? Dave, I'm doing so wonderful. It's a beautiful night here in South Florida. Very happy to be here today. We are so happy to have you. <laughs> so happy to have you here, as we are every so single happy. month. So happy. Thanks, uh, And then I look around the room, I also have Jackson here. Jackson, Hi. how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Things are going well. The weather is not like Ashley. Ashley, I'm always so jealous of Florida people. You guys have the best weather. I'm. I look outside and it's just gray and snow everywhere, and I. I'm just sad about that. I'm done with the winter. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Anyways, it I'm is, fine. We 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 all we we had a big snowstorm last night, uh, and like four inches or something like that. And and the first thing this morning we I had to do was I had to take my daughter out in the snow before it melted because it went up to 45 degrees today and pretty much everything melted right right uh, but first thing this morning it had it had to get done otherwise she was gonna be devastated so <laughs> I, the first thing we did was go wake up eight in the morning we're out there in the snow <laughs> crunching around oh uh, it, 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 it was a good time it was a good time though dad i remember things. liking that when i was younger. yeah hashtag just dad thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wait when did you like that like a year ago okay <laughs> when i was like a, a younger younger thing when like closer to fetus than i am now all right <laughs> that, that that's one way to judge a timeline <laughs> how closer to fetus or not <laughs> that's one way to judge a timeline wow i don't know why that this just reminded me of this but i remember uh in elementary school when we would have recess Winter was great because our playground, it, it was near a parking lot at my school. And, and, and I'm sure a lot of people uh, had the same experience, but they would plow the parking lot. So they have giant mounds of snow that are pushed into the field, kind of. And that ended up just being a giant playground, just those <laughs> giant mounds of snow that were like 20 feet high. Um, and. I think it was kind of dangerous. I'm pretty sure one time I fell over and blacked out from hitting my head or something. Because I had a headache <laughs> the rest of the time. I blanked out. I was on the ground. I don't know what happened. 
I was in first grade, maybe. Uh, but yeah, I don't think it was the safest thing. But man, we had so much fun. <laughs> I can't <laughs> relate, but every year. it sounds fun. Who needs safety? <laughs> no, exactly. Fun always wins out. It does. I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Uh, for for dinner today, I made mac and cheese. Uh, okay. For myself and my daughter, my wife was out doing some stuff with some friends. I I, I watched the kids. I, I I was dadding all day long, mm-hmm. and I made mac and cheese for dinner. Uh, I made craft mac and cheese. What are you guys' opinion on craft mac and cheese? Boxed, not not easy mac, but boxed craft mac and cheese. I think it really depends on the shape of the pasta. Was it mm. regular? Was it shells? We're we talking SpongeBob, like. Which one oh, you got? It was regular. <laughs> it was regular. It was just a regular box, not extra cheesy or anything. It was just Kraft mac and cheese, the classic. Now I did add some milk to it afterwards okay. with with the powdered cheese. So it wasn't the deluxe because the deluxe has the liquid cheese. This is powdered cheese. Uh, I added some uh, whole milk to it because that's what we have. Having little kids in the house, we have whole milk, and I also threw in a quarter. Spoon, tablespoon of yes, a table, quarter tablespoon. Yes, I don't know what I'm thinking. Quarter tablespoon of butter into it. Get those all nice and buttered up, and so it kind, it kind, it, it it elevates it from the box to something a little bit more premium. I think I don't know. Um, I got it anyway. That that that's how I prepared. It. What what are you guys' opinion on craft mac and cheese? You are, if, if you're gonna eat mac and cheese, you're acting like you're so elite. I think the box tells you to add milk and butter, bro. <laughs> it, it does. It absolutely does. My okay, professional guys, chef's it, opinion says to add and, and it, milk and, and butter. It totally <laughs> elevates the taste. It's supposed to. It's how you're supposed to make it. Have you been eating Kraft mac and cheese raw your entire life? I'm glad you figured it out now. Honestly, if if I'm having it by myself, I'm not putting any of that in there. I, I'm what? too lazy for okay. that. I'll just eat. I'll just eat the wet noodles with the with the the powdered cheese. You gotta love and, yourself, and I man. Will be happy. Oh, you gotta give yourself some love in this life. Jeez, that is a great piece of paper moment if I've ever. Heard well, to be honest, I actually read the instructions for the first time not that long ago, and I did not know that you're supposed to boil the noodles for seven minutes. Like you're supposed to cook them for seven minutes. It says on the thing, like seven minutes yeah. at, at I don't know what temperature. How, how long? I, I just always eyeballed it. I just end up being fine. But now I watch for seven minutes, and what do you know? It turns out perfect each time. <laughs> who would Who would have thought? Wait, following the box direction. I gotta tell you, in a past life, when I first moved out of my parents' house when I was around Bleachy's age, I ate a lot of Kraft macaroni and cheese. Right? Tell me how mm-hmm. my roommate one day she at the time she goes, "Why are you measuring the water?" For your mac and cheese. I was like, the box says six cups of water. She's like, Ashley, it's pasta. You're going to dump it out. I was like, oh. <laughs> I, I, I've i always seen True. that recommendation. I, I've just eyeball. I'm just like, okay, the, the noodles fit in this. There's more water than noodle. I'm good. I measured it for so many years. Boiling water. <laughs> for so many years, I measured it perfectly. <laughs> I I do elevate mine a little bit. I love Kraft macaroni and cheese. Who doesn't? But when I make it, I actually, I don't usually keep milk in the house. So I do half and half. It's a little creamier. And uh, I end up putting a little bit of real cheese in it. Maybe some chives. But the regular way, very nostalgic, would eat. I've never thought about putting real cheese into Kraft mac and cheese. (laughs) Heresy. 
too foreign. <laughs> yeah. Now, have you ever had? I had this. I've never done it myself, but I've had it at a, like a friend's house when I was younger, and it was actually it wasn't bad. Uh, somebody added, and, and you have to like seafood, I guess, but they added like tuna fish to it. Ew. Hmm. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. I've yeah. never done it since. I've only had it one time, and it actually wasn't that bad. It sounds like it could work. Yeah. Maybe. Now, I wouldn't Ashley, do you're, you're it. I'm a, too a lazy. Face of <laughs> <laughs> you're making a face of disgust. Well, first of all, do you do you like tuna fish? I am remembering a time. On your own stream, Dave, where you were sitting there and you break the cardinal rule of don't eat on stream sometimes. And I swear, if I'm mm. correct, you were just sitting there eating a bowl of tuna. Yes. Like canned tuna. Am I correct? <laughs> okay. Well, it, it was tuna with some mayo in it. Okay, you always got to put mayo in it. <laughs> and uh, there was some lettuce and cheese. Just like a. Pure protein, it just pure protein and fat. That's all it was. Yeah, and that 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 to me that tastes good. Maybe I'm weird, but no, I I don't mind that. You're the guy who eats raw craft mac and cheese. It's not weird at all. <laughs> oh my god, I'll never think of you the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's expected. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm not not a fan of uh, the canned stuff. Yeah, I like sushi, but. Yeah. What about canned like sushi? Too. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, thought I had you. Yeah, so Kraft mac and cheese, I don't think it's, I, I actually think it's quite good for just how cheap it is, just a box of it. I, I, think, it, I think it's good, but it's not the best. Like, my wife makes a mac and cheese uh, that's, and whatever noodle we feel like doing, sometimes it's bow tie pasta, sometimes it's the, the, whatever the twisty one the corkscrew ones or whatever I, I don't know all the names of them but uh and then she'll put in all the na real cheese in there and then we will actually top it with like uh broken up ritz crackers Ooh. and then mm. bake it with the bacon. with the ritz crackers on top it's great no not bacon bake it oh i thought you put bacon Although, in it he got so excited bacon would be great bacon would be great <laughs> bacon makes I have everything had better that. i have had that um, still, but I, don't know, I, I was just I was just eating Mac Kraft Mac and Cheese today. And I was like, "What are the people's opinions on Kraft Mac and Cheese?" Because I think it, for what it is, it's not that bad. I'm okay. With I it. think when when I think of Kraft Mac and Cheese, um, I think of the the tale as old as time told by bare naked ladies. If I had a million dollars, an amazing song. Um, and they talk about they talk about Kraft dinner. And if I had a million dollars, I would still have Kraft dinner, which is true. Even if I was the richest man alive, there would be some days where I would just not want to do anything. I would not want to get out of bed. I, I, I'm rich, so I don't have to get out of bed. I could just like snap my fingers and then boom, craft mac and cheese in front of me five minutes later. And I would love it. <laughs> I would enjoy it. Again, not the best thing in the world, like you said, Dave. But it's, it, sometimes it hits the spot. Knowing, knowing how lazily it's prepared is better than anything, any kind of taste that my tongue could perceive. That's a beautiful take. That was that was be beautifully said. <laughs> <laughs> yes, beautiful. <laughs> Actually, you grew up on the East Coast. Have you? So I had never heard the term craft dinner until I visited extended family on my wife's side out in like North Dakota. Sure. 
I've I've ne- I had never heard the term craft dinner. <laughs> Growing up in Michigan, you know, eastern side of the state, I had never heard the term craft dinner. Have you heard craft dinner? It's, is is this like a regional thing? I have to tell you the strangest thing. The only place I have ever heard the term craft dinner is in the bare naked lady song. If I had a billion dollars that Bleachy just randomly <laughs> referenced. I actually love them. I saw them in concert a couple years ago and uh Yeah. That is the only time I've ever heard that term used. I'll admit it. That's the only time I've ever heard the term used. Is oh in the my songs. god! <laughs> okay, I wasn't but sure it, if this is like a. I, I, it's probably regional. I imagine yeah. it's got to be regional. I, I assume this, so. this is this is like center of the U.S. Uh, maybe it's maybe the roots even come from Canada. I don't know. I was in North Dakota, like near the border. So maybe maybe there's something coming from up there. I don't know. There's a lot of influence uh, from Canada up in that area. So maybe it's something like that. I just had never heard it until I went there, and then I heard Jackson say, and I'm like, "Is is this a regional thing? I, I got I got to ask." <laughs> now nah, we'll just ask some Canadians whenever they show up here. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what we have to do. So, elephant in the room, elephant in the room. We don't have a guest here today. Well, it is true. Yeah, we'll 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 get to this in a second. But we today we just have arcade parlor here. And and there's a reason for that, but I think we can get to that in a little bit. Why 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 we have just arcade parlor here today? There's a there's a very big there's a very big reason for that. I've been I've been teasing Ash. I know you've been teasing for a while. Yeah. We have two very big episodes coming up here. We're and we're super excited to get both of them out there and have people hear what's going on. But before we get to all that. I, I have a topic that I think would be fun to discuss here today. We, we, we talk about what we play right now all the time. Yeah. Right? We talk about this is what I'm doing on Twitch. This is what I'm doing on the weekend. Stuff like that. I don't know if we've actually talked about our childhood games. We, 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 we've said games in the past that we like. Yeah. Um, and we, we, we've, we've talked about our gaming sins. But I don't <laughs> know if we've actually like had a chance to like just talk about games from our childhood that are uh influential to us uh that are still our maybe our favorite game of all time uh or it's still top five for us or something like that uh and and i thought it'd be kind of fun maybe to kind of give uh, our listeners a little bit more insight as to who we are what we grew up playing uh you know the era that maybe maybe even the era like our first consoles that we had stuff like that i think that would be a fun thing for our listeners so they can think you know just just more insight to who we are what, what our tastes are in video games you know stuff like that i think this would be a fun 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 uh, fun fun thing to talk about let's do it okay okay uh ashley what is favorite game or uh, i don't know how we want to tackle it. if it's just our childhood games if it's our favorite game you just just gush about a, f- a favorite game of yours. How's that? So, excuse me, when when we talk about a childhood favorite game, I'm gonna shock every person listening here right now. Oh, no. My childhood favorite game is Ocarina of Time: no. The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> I can't believe it. No, that's insane. I know. When you talk about a favorite game, especially from childhood. That is the only thing that that pops up in my mind. I had so many games I grew up on. And that game was a little later in my lifetime. Uh, I'm 34 now. I'll be 35 in May. And uh, 
when the game came out, it was 1998 and I was uh, 10 years old when Ocarina of Time came out. Super influential time in your life for video games because at that, at that point, you start to actually get good at video games when you've been playing them your whole life. Mm-hmm. I will never forget the way I felt when I saw that game. You know, my first consoles were the the original Nintendo Entertainment System, the NES, and the Sega Genesis. So when the N64 came out with all of the 3D games, we had Super Mario 64 and all of the different Mario parties, Mario Tennis, Mario Kart. The games were beautiful. And some of the first games I ever played in my life were Zelda 1 and 2. Even though I was too young to understand how difficult and ridiculous those games were, you only had so many cartridges. You couldn't just go rent a game back then, and you couldn't certainly couldn't do anything online. So those were what I had. And coming from, you know, the 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 2D older graphics on the NES, and then seeing Zelda like totally revamped and kind of almost like more geared towards younger people, not as difficult of a game. I was obsessed. That summer, I was. It was the summer of '99. I was 11. And I was with my grandmother almost every day that summer, and I just sat in a room with Ocarina of Time and just didn't leave all day long, every single day. And my most, like, thought of memory as far as when I was young playing that game was that we didn't have a guidebook or anything. Maybe they had a guidebook, but I didn't have it. And I remember there's a part, if you've played Ocarina of Time in the beginning, where you're in the Deku tree and you get the slingshot. It's like the first like weapon you have besides the sword in the game. There's a room uh, and you have to get out of the room. I was in that room for two days and I had no <laughs> clue. Two days of my, not like game days, like real days of my human life. I spent in that room and all I had to do, maybe you'll know the room I'm talking about, was shoot uh, a ladder down from the ceiling with my slingshot had no clue. Two days. <laughs> I looked at every pixel in that room for so many hours trying to figure out what I was supposed to do. And it was such an epic moment when the ladder finally came down and I was free. <laughs> <laughs> it is so satisfying when that eventually happens. Huge W. <laughs> and, and it's like, like you said, it's the first 3D Zelda game, right? Yeah. So like that type of stuff you've done like in a top down but it never had the impact, right? It ne- and ne- you 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 don't you don't envision it actually being higher up than where Link is, right? But you can actually do that in a three D environment. So that's like something like if you, if you, I, I could see a young you know gamer not knowing what to do to you know coming from a from the two D space into that, like I don't know what to do. It's really funny now because I have a, I've actually, I don't think I've ever shared this out loud, but I have a saying when I play Zelda games now, which is if all else fails, look up. If you don't that's know what pretty, to do. That's true. That's actually super true. Yep. And that game is what started it all for me because there was, like you said, Dave, there was no look up in a, in a <laughs> Zelda one, a Zelda two, a, a Super Mario Brothers one or two or three. Like you just had what you had on the screen in your 2D platformer. <laughs> yeah that 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 that's like a total it's a total game changer and i it, this this brings me back also just like n64 in general i mean n64 i mean p playstation one of course too. yeah 
uh, and uh, uh, what was the other 3D console one? There was another 3D console one, right? Xbox. Did Sega had one. Oh, the Dreamcast. Yeah, no, that, but that that was that was more like GameCube era. Um, maybe there wasn't one during. Maybe it was just N64 or PlayStation one. I feel like there was another one I'm missing out on. Uh, but that was the first step into 3D in general. And, and of course, those games don't age terribly well because <laughs> of it without some HD remakes or or whatever they do or, or the mod scene and stuff like that. Um, but that that's awesome. That's totally awesome. I, I have very, very vivid memory of getting an N64 on like Christmas morning mm-hmm. with Mario 64. Yep. I think it was packaged together maybe i that part that part i can't remember but i have a very vivid memory of opening the n64 on christmas morning which i think is the only console i ever did get like as a christmas gift or something uh but i i remember that and it was it was cool it's a good memory i was like at the age where i was so aware like when i when i got my first my nes i can't even remember i had i remember playing it at three years old my sega i got when i was five I remember that. That was super huge. I my Sega I got with Aladdin and Lion King, which I still play today. Very and influential. Dream today. I've been playing these games for 30 years. Um, but this N64, when I got it, I was like nine nine or ten years old, and it's a huge moment. Like I'll never forget the Christmas that we got our N64. That's really cool. That's really cool. Uh, Jackson, what about you? Do you have uh, anything that comes to mind when I say your favorite game, childhood, or just favorite game, something that you haven't talked about before? Definitely. Definitely. Um, and o- over the course of my childhood, when I was a, when I was a wee lad, uh, I played two kinds of games. Mario games, specifically on the Wii. You have to remember, I was born in the 21st century. I know that's, that's weird, <laughs> but that's, I was around, or that, that's, that's my time. So Mario games on the Wii, and Lego games. Lego games were huge for me as a kid. I was I was born right around that time when Lego games were like first getting big and like Lego Star Wars was coming out and whatever. That that was the gateway drug. That's what got me into video games overall mm-hmm. was the first Lego Star Wars game. Um but if I had to if I had to pick one Lego game and one Mario game from my childhood that was super influential. I'm super nostalgic for. I love a ton. Mario would definitely be Super Mario Galaxy. That game, phenomenal, amazing. I, I know there's definitely some nostalgia that does cloud it, but I think it's like 10 out of 10, wonderful, one of the best, not only Mario games, not only 3D Mario game, but just game period. It's, it's great. I feel like I've talked about this before, but I remember, um, actually, no, yeah, I remember, I think I got it for my birthday. It was like my ninth birthday or something. I open it up. And I get Super Mario Galaxy. And I'm like, oh, this looks pretty cool. I, I kind of want a Super Mario Galaxy 2 because that game was out. And that's that's the one I asked for mom and dad. But yeah, I guess <laughs> Super Mario Galaxy is fine as well. Um, So I just, I put Super Mario Galaxy into the Wii and I play it. And I'm like, oh, my parents made the right decision. This game is amazing. This is, this is wow. the one. This is my thing. This is my pride and joy that I definitely did not create. But I am playing my, oh, it's, it's so good. Um, there's obviously some criticism with it with just like a bit of stale movement maybe a little too linear but I'm not the only one to enjoy it I'm not the only one to love it so that that definitely sticks out as like the 
ultimate childhood game for me. I have, uh, I actually have, so I have one that is very, it's not the best game, but for some reason, I remember playing this a ton. Definitely not my favorite game, but I do want to talk about it. Uh, it, it, it was one I did get for Christmas. It's actually a Game Boy game. Mm. Uh, I got this. So I, one Christmas. So I guess I did get a handheld console for Christmas one year. Now that I think about it, I did get a Game Boy Pocket. And it was like the green translucent one. Wow. Super cool. Like High lime tech. green translucent. Almost glowed. It, it was so cool. <laughs> Uh, so so I, I got that for like a Christmas and one of the games I got for that. And I was trying to look up the name because I couldn't remember the name, but I believe it was just called Pocket Bomberman. Yeah. Bomberman. And it had and, and this I don't know why this, this sticks out to me specifically. There was like an Indiana Jones like Bomberman character in it. And I'm pretty sure this is the right game. Pocket Bomberman. So I couldn't find another one. I was, I was kind of looking here just a minute ago. And I don't know why, but this game I played so much. I don't know if I actually liked it. Uh, <laughs> I just played it so much. I just have so much, um, so many memories of playing this game. Uh, it was the first Game Boy game that I had, and I, I played it a lot. And I, and I think this just goes back to back in the day when you didn't have any money. You had the games you had, your, yep. the games that your parents said, "I'm going to exactly. buy you this game." We no reviews looked up. This is the game you're getting. And I played it like crazy, <laughs> not even not multiplayer, just by myself again, going through the, the worlds. I don't think I ever beat it, uh, <laughs> but I just remember having a lot of nostalgia. And I, I think it's this one called Pocket Bomberman, technically a Game Boy Color game. I think. I could be I, and I could just have the wrong one here. Maybe maybe someone who's listening, you can always feel free to stop in chat or something. Let me know or, or send an email to us. We'll give the email at the end of the stream here or the end of the the uh, the, the podcast here of what that game was. If you if you remember that as well, but I'm pretty sure it was this one called Pocket Bomberman. Other than that, I I mean, Super Mario World always there uh, played that way more. Uh, one of my most played games, Yoshi's Island is one of them as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one that I will say. That a lot of people don't like it. I and I think I liked it because I was a kid. I don't know if I would like it now, but at the time I thought this game was fantastic. And all I hear is people rip on it these days. But uh Donkey Kong 64. Oh, mm. hot take. All I mm. yeah, all, all I hear now it now I have not played this since I was a kid. And at the time I thought it was awesome playing Donkey Kong, playing all these different apes. Uh, it, it was totally awesome. Now, I never did went for 100%. Maybe that's why I liked it. I ne- I'm not a 100%er in any video game except for one, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, and I like DK64 just going through the worlds. <laughs> and I, I, I'm not a collect. I, I know it's a it's a horrible collectathon from what I understand. <laughs> I never I, I'm not one to do collectathons. I'd never 100% games. Uh, and I enjoyed it for what it was. The multiplayer was fun. They had like a, a GoldenEye-esque shooting game mm-hmm. in a Donkey Kong game for some reason. That's and not it was, good. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it, it, it was just a fun game. I liked it at the time. I have never played it. Uh, I don't even know if I've actually ever seen gameplay. And I, I say this a lot. I never had a Super Nintendo growing up. So I never got to play in my childhood really 
like Mario World except for like at a friend's or a cousin's house or something. And I never got to play Donkey Kong Country. So when Switch Online came out, it was the first thing I did offline. I played through all of Super Mario World, beat it for the first time, and played through all of Donkey Kong Country 1, beat it for the first time. But I've seen a lot of our friends, um, including our uh, one of our guests, HK Play. She just did all of Donkey Kong Country 1, 2, and 3. They're so awesome. I, I, I've heard mixed reviews about 64. I'd be super interested to watch a playthrough. Maybe that will eventually come to Nintendo Switch online. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a game made by Rare, but then they and so nobody would expect it. But they put GoldenEye on the Nintendo Switch True. online. Yeah. So maybe one day we'll see DK64. And I know a lot of people are just going to roll their eyes. <laughs> and I, and I, I want to be there for everybody's reaction of everybody hating on it. Uh, but I'd be like, I mean, I think it, I, and it, maybe it, it is truly bad. I played this when I was a kid. And I thought it was cool at the time, you know, under 10 years old or whatever. I don't I don't know how old I was, to be honest. But and I thought it was cool. And I did beat the whole thing. Uh, just going from start to finish. Whatever I collected was what I collected. And I, I thought it was fun. I, I remember playing that a lot. I wanted to also touch on really quickly uh, Mario Galaxy because Jackson, you were talking about it and meaning so much to you. I have never touched it, never played it, never owned I it. I know. And it's it makes me so sad. You're missing out. Go back to like, just become a kid real quick. Play it again, and you'll have a good time. I mean, I could just play it as an adult, you know. But I mean, that's that's the next no. best option. No, we absolutely have to go back as a not. Kid and play it. Come on. Um, I'm interested now that you've talked about it, but you didn't say uh, what your favorite Lego game of all time was. <gasps> that's right. Um, if if you are a true connoisseur of Lego games, then this also has to be your number one pick. I will not. I will not take no for an answer on this one. It is the original Lego Batman game. I knew you that were going to say that. That game is pristine. I. I don't care how clouded nostalgia crap anything. No, just shut up. It's a good game. Wow. It's, one, it's it's a wonderful game. <laughs> this game is the best. As thirty levels, fifteen of them you get to play as Batman, and fifteen of them plot twist you get to play as the super villains, and that was awesome. That was so cool. I didn't even know that existed until like thirty hours into the game. Oh. Wow, spoilers. I, I'm sorry. It, <laughs> I can spoil other games for you too. I have not played lego batman but all i remember is watching my nephews play it and when they were playing it they could not level one for some reason they i i don't know why they couldn't figure out how to get out of level one level they, one they were like in they were like <laughs> sixth graders they, they can do this oh, <laughs> but man. they couldn't figure out how to get out of level one and i wasn't gonna help them I, i'm not helping them oh they don't deserve and it I'm, I'm just sitting there what? and i'm just <laughs> listening to the uh Danny Elfman Batman song on repeat for like four hours straight. Oh, that, like, that song's amazing, song, dude. That it is, is amazing. It's a great song, but on for I four hours, it's it also now. a great song. It's it, it, it maintains its quality Still and great. value because of Lego Batman. It's not even it's not even because of the song. It's because it's on Lego Batman that it's such a good song. Wow. That's why. <laughs> I love that game. I my my favorite Lego game was Lego Star Wars Two. Uh, I, I, I'm not, so I'm not a big Star Wars person, mm -hmm. uh, but I remember playing the first Lego Star Wars at a kiosk in ABC warehouse, weirdly enough. Okay. 
it was on an Xbox, a demo station. And my brother and I were there and we're like, oh, let's see what this game is. We I never played it. Uh, I always just thought, oh, that's too childish, even though I was like a child <laughs> uh, and I never played it. So I was like, oh, Goldeneye, that, that's those are real games. Right. And uh, and I played it. I was like, this game is fun. So eventually we bought it. We had a GameCube. We bought that. And it was a lot of fun. Then they had Lego Star Wars 2 come out, which took Lego Star Wars 1, made the original trilogy, as we all know. And animations were way better. Uh, it was more funny, in my opinion. It just took Lego Star Wars 1 and really built off of it, in my opinion. It, it was like the perfect sequel of a game, I thought. Like what a sequel of a game should be. And I thought they did it really well. Uh, Lego Star Wars 2 is a that, classic. It, that's for sure. Yeah. And it might and it, it might be like I never did play Lego Batman, but it also might be slightly nostalgia in that respect. No, just it was the perfect sequel at the time for me. And I just have that memory that it, this was the perfect sequel. It's it's the best Lego game because of that. And I'm sure they've improved it. I did play some later Lego games, which when they get they, eventually Lego games got really puzzle heavy and I did not care for those ones as mm-hmm. much. I wanted more of the action. Yeah. Kind of the older Lego games. Uh, and that's definitely when i fell off <laughs> um i've actually only played one lego game ever which one the original should we guess wait i said original already is is it original star wars first off no okay the original something yes so so there's been multiple lego games in this whatever i'm thinking this story the original what? So which which ones had? OK, so wait, which Lego games had a, a one? There's obviously there's Lego Star Wars, which it's not. There's Lego there Indiana Jones. There is Lego Batman. Lego Batman. There is Jones. Lego, Lego Harry Potter. Harry Potter. That's a good one. There is. Lord of the Rings, technically, they did make Hobbit games afterwards. Yes. I don't think it's going to be Lord of the Rings. Though. He's laughing because he, Ashley played a he Lord knows of the Rings I've game. never seen Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Why haven't you? Come on. Um, missing out on all the good media. Maybe someday. It, are there any other Lego games that had a, an original? Lego Marvel. Before a sequel. Marvel did, yes. The sequel was... I don't think Ashley played, played Marvel. Yeah, I wouldn't guess that. You, didn't, you said it wasn't Star Wars? Not Star Wars. I'm surprised. It might not be something with a sequel. I'm stumped. I don't know. I would guess, I personally would guess Indiana Jones, but I feel like that's not it. I don't think it's Harry Potter. I don't think, I don't think you've seen a Harry Potter movie. I feel like I've heard you say that. You're correct. <laughs> oh my goodness. So <sighs> I'm going to say, oh geez, it's probably one we haven't even said. Yeah. Uh, I don't even remember. I'm I'm gonna say Batman. You are correct. It is Batman. It is Batman. It is original. But like, so, which was funny because my dog uh, Lucy, I named her after a Batman character. Lore, um, <laughs> Lore. Uh, her name is Lucy Lore. Fox. I named her after the character Lucius Fox. If you've seen the oh. Christopher Nolan, uh, I wanted a boy dog, and I Lore. I fell in love with my dog Lucy, and uh, I wanted to name my dog Lucius Fox, but I got her. So I was like, Lucy Fox is pretty close. So my dog's name is actually That's Lucy cool. Fox Zelda. Her, her real name is Zelda. Because, yeah. Anyway, uh, I was super excited that you said that was your favorite one because it's the only one I've ever played. <laughs> and 
I loved it. I actually yes. I, I, when I played it, I beat the game in one sitting. I didn't leave yes, my TV. Thank you. I beat it's the so whole awesome. game. It was amazing. It I was can't amazing. believe you played this. Of I all did. the games that we could share a common bond over, it's Lego <laughs> Batman. I know. I'm so excited. Uh, I loved it. I, I'm a big Batman fan. I thought it was a really cute game. Uh, I never went and played another Lego game because I just, you know, I was already, I felt like I was too old to play that game at the time. Never mind now. You peaked. I you did. Peaked at Lego Batman. I did. I peaked at Lego Batman. <laughs> There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go from there. <laughs> no. I did play the newest uh lego star wars that came out where it was i right. it, it was all of them but it was open world they added a whole bunch of other stuff too uh it was okay and i that might just also be age also for me just i i just don't really enjoy those anymore uh but i i i feel like it didn't I, well the, the 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 magic of the original lego games was the no voice acting right they could communicate the whole story mm. without saying a single word right and that was so cool that was, that was fun to see like the, the the goofy stunts that they would do uh with i don't know the vision the visual gags and stuff which you lose all that when they brought in the voice acting in my, you know because they can't communicate or they don't communicate in the same way they just say the line from the movie or something like that uh, but I was not the biggest fan of the newest one. And again, that might just be because I'm not the target audience anymore at my age and stuff. Yeah, I have younger cousins that are quite a bit younger than me. They love the new Lego Star Wars game. And I'm over here like, you missed out. You missed you missed out on the real <laughs> stuff. You need you need to go back, play the complete saga. There's Lego Batman here, too. You, It's cool that you enjoy this, but there's there's better things out there. But seriously, Dave, going back to you were saying uh, just like the fact that there's no dialogue and just the grunts. I think to this day, I still I, I really enjoy like a good story that has minimal dialogue, like a good movie or like a television or so or yeah. something that just has minimal dialogue. And I genuinely think it's because like I grew up on these Lego games that were able to like portray these like humorous, just stupid action interactions without like with only grunts. And that's it. <laughs> Um, and it's it's so strange that it's a, it's affected me to even now more so than just continuing to like a game as amazing as Lego Batman. And I I know I did look in the menus and apparently you can unlock in the newest Lego Star Wars an option for mumble mode. Mm-hmm. Oh, but the problem with that is that sure they're gonna mumble like the originals, but you still lose the visual gags. Right? It's not like they remade all the cutscenes to have these goofy gags that would be like i i, I don't know i just remember like in the original one there's there there's a really funny way that darth vader said i'm your father and i think <laughs> he had to do something with like he like pulled up a family portrait or something like that it, <laughs> it was really goofy but in, in in if you played the new one with mumble mode he just mumbles something while you know doing whatever the original animation of the game was which right you kind of lose like literally everything <laughs> with that <laughs> no point playing the game so before we leave the topic of Lego Star Wars, Star Wars games. I just wanted to say, Dave, your wife, a dear friend of mine, I never hear her talk about playing video games, but when the most recent Lego Star Wars game came out, I absolutely loved when she would give updates because she was playing it. Those are the only games she will. Oh, okay. 
Outside of the newest Animal Crossing, mm-hmm. mm. that is the only those are the only games that she will play. And her favorite is actually Jurassic World. Oh. oh, she really likes the Jurassic World one. She likes the balance of I don't I don't remember the balance of like she liked the the puzzles in that one the most. I, didn't I played even know that, that one with my friend a while back. That was a, wow. that, that is a pretty fun one. I respect it. Yeah, that, that is her favorite one. Which I'm surprised her favorite one isn't Lord of the Rings, to be honest. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know, maybe that was just wasn't a good game. I don't know. <laughs> I never I never did play that one. Lego Lord of the Rings is the second best one, by the way. Just putting it out there. Okay. So it was it's a good one. It, it's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I know we had it. I think on Xbox 360. I, I never did play it though. She played it. Well before and also before uh, I wanted to just mention I like that Jackson said his favorite Mario game from childhood. My favorite Mario games from childhood would be one and two. One, I'm sorry, one and three. Original mm-hmm. Super Mario, it's the first game I ever have a memory of playing. And Mario 3 is the first game I, I ever beat in my life. First game I ever completed. And it's huge nostalgia memories for me. I think Mario 3 is my favorite Mario of all time. Dave, what was like, if you think of your childhood, would you say SMW was like your core Mario game of childhood? It's... Either that or Yoshi's Island, to be honest. I yeah. really had a fondness for Yoshi's Island as a, as a kid, but both of them were played maybe equally. Um, I, I know Yoshi's Island is Super Mario World 2, if, yeah. if people didn't know. I feel like a lot of people don't actually know that. When, when, I, when I talk about it, people don't know it's technically the sequel to Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I have a lot of fondness for that game. And that's also like the only game I've 100 percented in my life. Congrats. Which I just did like a week ago. Yeah. During during my 12 hour stream, I, I had two. Uh, so I've been playing this on and off for probably the past. I don't know, maybe four, four or five months, something like that, maybe even six months. Uh, and it would take breaks and come back to it because it's kind of an annoying game to 100 percent. There's definitely some jank to it. <laughs> uh, and I finally did 100 percent it during my I, I did a 12 hour stream just last week and I. Finally, 100% at Yoshi's Island. I think that's the only game I've ever 100%ed in my life. Wow. I'm that's pretty impressive. sure it is. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely just get through the story. I had enough. I'm, I'm good. I don't need to go back for collectibles or anything. If I love a game, I want so much more of it. And I am a huge 100%er, I would say. I think. Back when I was a kid, I liked just getting as much as I possibly could out of a game because yeah. going back to what you guys said, like you kind of just had whatever your parents gave you and you had to work mm-hmm. with it, you know, and you had to make the most out of it. Um, So like, I just feel so spoiled now that I'm an adult and I can go and buy whatever video games I want and I don't have to spend a hundred hours on one video game that I think is okay. Yeah. Um, but no, it it really made me like get the most out of video games back then. I I feel yeah. like I've definitely changed my video game consumption habits now that I have a larger arsenal, a larger library. Yeah, I I know we. And this is going back to Mark. Well, actually, before we get to that, Jackson, was what was your first Mario game then? I know you said you got Mario Galaxy. Is was that your very first Mario game to no, play? It was. Oh, let me think. 
Mm, it might be Mario 64. I think that was my first wow. one. Wow. Okay. I think. I I didn't I didn't own it until later in my life, but I think that's the first one. It was at my grandparents' house. That was like always the first thing I would do whenever we step foot inside a grandma's house, we would I would just run down to the basement and be like, "Where's where's Mario 64? I want to play Mario 64." Aww. And then I don't I think I beat the game just at my grandparents' house over a very extended period of time. Uh if it's any, not uh... 64, then it would be New Super Mario Bros. Wii. That's what Did it you ever do any uh, BLJs on the stairs after I didn't uh, know a, a session of Mario existed. 64? <laughs> that would have been so cool those, to flex as a kid. Like, hey, look what I can do. <laughs> I, I can do this IRL. For those who are listening who don't who don't follow anything Mario speed run. BLJ is a backwards long jump, which helps you get up stairs that are inaccessible very quickly early on into the game. Yeah. <laughs> you build up a lot of speed and can... And can just break the game basically and shoot upstairs. Speedrun strats. Yep. Yep. One of the most uh, famous now, ones. One thing I remember, because you're younger than us, Jackson, is that your preference for side scrolling Mario is new soup, right? New Super Mario Brothers. Because that's what you played, right? And that's Yeah. That that's your preference for side scroller Mario, right? As as far as the movement goes, yeah. It is, strangely enough. For me, that, 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 see, I, I don't like new soup, new Super Mario at all. I don't, I don't like the color palette. <clears throat> it's very dull. It's uh, so in strange my opinion, I, mean, I think it's very dull. And they have too many dancing Koopas constantly. <gasps> That's not, uh, don't which, knock <laughs> on the dancing Koopas. That part's awesome. What are you talking about? It has a childish feel for me, but only because I was an adult when it, came out i think so i've never really even seen much of of that game but yeah is is mario maker your only exposure to new super mario brothers you are correct that's fair that's that's honestly love, fair i don't love new soup levels in mario maker i'm learning to as i learn the mechanics <laughs> of the games but i didn't have those uh those foundations when i started playing mario maker so i don't like fall in love with those levels like i do you know the SMB one three SMW levels. So, so that 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 that's a good question. When it comes to Mario Maker, you always hear people in the chat. They always ask the streamer what is their favorite style, and is is it typically everybody's favorite style? Just indicative of which era they grew up with. Like for me, I will always prefer SMW, which I think is probably the most popular one. Mm-hmm. That's definitely the most popular one in mm-hmm. Mario Maker. I I, I would. I think that's pretty Safe clear. That's the most popular yeah. style to use. That's my personal favorite as well. I love the art style to that. Absolutely. I absolutely think it's beautiful. And the colors are just bright and vibrant. And it, it, it's great. Uh, Ashley, I'm going to guess you like. Mario Brothers 3 style the most. So Am I right or wrong. You would have been right. Like the whole time I've played Mario Maker, but as I'm progressing in my Mario making and doing the challenges I've been doing lately uh, and learning all these mechanics, it was always SMB3 was my favorite. But now that I'm doing a lot of Kaizo and like harder levels, I have fallen deeply in love with Super Mario World levels. I love them. I love the mechanics. And even though I didn't have the game as a child, 
I love SMB3 levels. They were always my favorite. I love the link levels so much in SMB1. Uh, but SMW levels have my heart and soul right now. They are my absolute favorite. That is more than fair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say about you? if I didn't grow up with new Super Mario Bros. And that was just my game. I, I'm almost 100% sure I would also love Super Mario World the most and think new soup is trash. Uh, I like I th- I still think the twirling mechanic in New Soup is very good, and I'm surprised like more platformers don't kind of copy that method because it's it, it does give you a little bit of leeway and whatnot. But there there is something about the movement of Super Mario World that just it feels crisp and feels right. Yeah, I I I I will agree. I do like the twirl, uh, and it's the first one I. Th- yeah, it's the first one with ground pounding too, which mm-hmm. is right. Which right. I think is a good. I, th- I think that's a good uh, layer of complexity to it as well. Uh, I would say my least favorite. I, I don't think this is a hot take at all. It is 3D World. Uh, I think there's a lot of good stuff in the 3D World, but move sets it to me it feels clunkier. Um, I, and I think that's by design. It does feel heavier. Uh, and I, I personally that that's my least favorite out of the pool of. And, I, and I, I'm not including like Link at this. I'm just talking about the styles. I'm not including sure. Link. I'm not including the the Mario Brothers Two Mushroom mm-hmm. or anything like that. I'm just talking like the base styles. Uh, I I would say 3D World is probably my least favorite. I I've played a lot of really good 3D World levels, but definitely if I if I saw four levels in front of me, each from a different style, I would play the other three before coming to 3D World. Yeah. If I if I had to pick four different good levels to play right in front of me. 3D World would be the last one on the list. Right. Huge agree. I think it's just the one that has... It's just the newest one, so mm-hmm. it has had the least fiddling around with. Um, and yeah. It, it definitely feels the least perfect. Um, I and don't, it's also... I, w- I wouldn't mind more 3D World as long as, like, it was just fine-tuned a bit. Right. And it's it's also technically a 3d game that they put on a 2d landscape right there there's never been a 3d world side scroller game technically yeah so maybe that maybe that plays into it as well <laughs> so it's still 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 a fun style still a fun style though uh unique good change of pace <laughs> I guess so, so i think this brings us uh, i did start talking about Yoshi's Island a bit. That brings us to what we're playing right now. So we we, we spent a good chunk of time talking about our past, our favorite games. Uh, you, I think our listeners kind of see where we came from, where our first consoles were, you know, our, our ages show that, obviously. Uh, so playing right now, I, I guess I'll go since I kind of did something a little bit earlier. Uh, so Yoshi's Island, I did complete that 100%. That was. Uh, I, I, I like the game. I will never 100% it again. <laughs> it's kind of a pain in some of those levels yeah kind of a pain it's not the most precise platforming if anybody has played that before it's kind of it's a little loose uh so it's not very it's not the most responsive but it, it's still a very good game I, that i mean that's the intended way the game was made of course uh and i do like it uh i did recently spin up the sequel to that though uh yoshi's island ds if what? nobody has ever heard of Yoshi's Island DS, it's they took the Nintendo DS and we all know the Nintendo DS had a screen on top of the other screen when you opened it up. 
And they made it as if the screens were just one piece. So it's just an extension of the screen down below. So you can see the sky above you, the mountains, they, they, they're behind you. Enemies are up there and they and they like dive bomb down to the bottom screen where you are and stuff. And sometimes you're up there, whatever. And it's a really unique game because they did introduce other babies. So you have baby Mario. They all have their abilities. Baby Mario, baby Peach, baby Donkey Kong, baby Wario. And I think baby Bowser is playable. Uh, on the back of Yoshi, of course, each have their own abilities like climbing vines for Donkey Kong, fireballs for Bowser. I can't remember what Wario's is. I haven't gotten him, uh, but they all do have their different abilities. And they did make the game where they do want you to go back because I've already seen stuff early on. They're like, come back with Donkey Kong. <laughs> I'm like, no, thanks. But I, 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 can, <laughs> I can appreciate the attempt to get people to come back. And I'm sure some people absolutely love that. Uh, but it, it's a really cool game. Re- I, I remember playing it on the DS. I had a DS Lite which was the second iteration of that console. And I had it on that. I remember liking it back in the day. So I rebooted it up and it's it's still it, it's still I, I think it's still pretty good for a sequel. Not as good as the first, but I think it makes a good sequel. Holds up. Yeah, I didn't even know it existed. That's me either. So you played it. There's there's also another Yoshi's Island that exists. Uh, Yoshi's Island 3DS. They made a third Yoshi's Island. It's on the 3DS exclusive. It's not a remake of the original or anything. It's called Yoshi's Island 3DS. And that one's not good. Okay. I will say that one's not good. <laughs> An I, I, like the, I, I bought it because I was like, the first two are great. I, I'm, I'm excited. Yoshi's Island, another one. I played and I was like, this ain't it. This isn't it. This <laughs> is Yoshi's Island. <laughs> yeah, you, you tried. I'm pretty sure it's called Yoshi's Island 3DS. I'm, I'm looking this up here. Uh, Yoshi's New Island. Okay, it's called Yoshi's oh. New Island. Should have stayed sucks. on the old one. Yeah, it's kind. It's kind of. It's not a really great <laughs> looking game either. Uh, it got a five out of ten from Nintendo Woof. Life. Oh dang! <laughs> its own company. I'm looking at oh, it right man. now. You have you have Nintendo in 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 your review site. If 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 a fanboy site gave it a five out of ten, it's probably not a good game. What's that on the <laughs> on the Oprah scale? Is that an eggplant yeah. on the Oprah scale? On the Oprah scale, yeah. Uh, what what is? I think that is an eggplant. A five out of ten. <laughs> Big old eggplant. That's all it is. Yeah, an eggplant. It's just there. That, that, it's an egg eggplant of a game. It just exists. <laughs> it's just there. <laughs> Uh, one other game I do want to speak briefly about that I've been playing is a game that came out a while ago that I know a lot of people really do like. And I tried it at one point and I, I thought it was fine, fell off it pretty quick. And then I repicked it up just like a week ago because of some DLC announced for it. Dead Cells. Yes. Is a very cool game. Uh, it, it's kind of. Jax, I think we were talking about him on one of the streams. I don't remember who's it, who's it was, but it's kind of re- kind of like Rogue Legacy 2-ish right. in that you're going sideways. It's kind of Metroidvania at the same time being a roguelite. Uh, but this one's definitely more action focused. I would say that as much action as there is in Rogue Legacy 2, Rogue Legacy definitely had more platforming involved in it. But this one ha- is definitely more focused on the action. Very fun game. I am absolutely having a blast playing it. And I will continue to play it for a while. But uh, the reason I got into it is because they at the Nintendo 
direct. I think they had announced it before, but it was the first time I had seen it. They showed a trailer for a new DLC, which is crazy. Just to make a DLC for this game where they're bringing Castlevania crossover into so that's cool. right. I th- forgot about that. Yeah. Yep. And I was like, this is sick. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got to pick this game up again. And I, sure enough, I'm loving it. I will definitely be getting the DLC. I do have the full game because when I bought it, it, it was just the deal all the entire game. And it, it's an absolute blast to play. Uh, there's a lot of uh, they have Shovel Knight stuff in there now. Uh, Hotline Miami yes. is in there. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, there's I saw that. there's a room you come across. It's Hotline Miami. They have the posters on the wall. You pick up the phone. It says wrong number. <laughs> uh it, it's awesome and uh there's just a lot of cool easter eggs to other roguelites like there's a book you can pick up and it talks about all these other heroes they talk about someone whose legacy always was trying which is rogue legacy they talk about enter the gungeon <laughs> uh, i think hades was even referenced wow. in one, of the, one of the notes or something like it, it was really cool and it just it's it's a really fun game i i'm definitely enjoying it and i would highly recommend that to anybody who likes the roguelite genre I think a lot of people listening have probably played it because it 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 it, rev- it scored very well, was very popular at the mm-hmm. time of release. And I, I would definitely recommend it if you haven't touched it. Uh, if you like roguelites, if you like 2D action, kind kind of Metroidvania ish, because you do got to uncover everything. And it is kind of amazing. You got to make you got to make decisions on where to go. But I have greatly been enjoying Dead Cells. Very, very fun game. You were playing Dead Cells on your recent 12 hour stream that you did. And mm-hmm. I was there the whole time. Uh, and, I, you know, you don't ask me to be there, but I moderate for your stream, Dave. And I wanted to be there. It was a good time. Dude, your stream flew by for me with playing that game. You played Dead Cells most of the day. I think you played it and you even went back to it later on in the day, right? Yeah. It, yeah I think we played it for the first four hours and uh, then we played it for one additional hour towards the end. I could not believe how fast that stream went by just because... I, like everyone was so engrossed in your playthroughs of that game and as somebody who doesn't play any roguelites or roguelikes uh at all i really just watch you and uh jackson play them for the most part uh one of my favorite ones i've ever seen ever it was a really good time i so ash i remember you asking sometime you were like are there any cute roguelites yes <laughs> I remember you asking, are there any cute roguelikes? I feel like you have an interest in the genre. You just haven't found the game. Yes. And I I, I think we may have said the recommendation, but I, I, the one game I would recommend, if you are interested in it, it's it's very roguelite light. Like, it's not focused on that. But I think okay. Cult of the Lamb would be, it, it's kind of <laughs> cute. In the, I mean, it's, it's kind of morbid what it is, <laughs> but it's executed cute. very cutely. <laughs> Uh, and I think that honestly might be one that you would enjoy. Um, I don't know if you remember, Dave, on your own stream, when you played Cult of the Lamb when it came out, I have a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth because of that game because uh, I was your founding cult member. And when my character sadly passed, <laughs> you never resurrected me, bro. You dude, never resurrected me, did you, dude. Did you die of old age? I died of old age, man. Did we eat your body in that I'm game? Okay, whoa, sure. whoa! I'm pretty sure you did, bro. There, Broadcast. There, there is there is, a, there is a lane that you can unlock cannibalism in that game. <laughs> it's just it's so we weird. we definitely were a we definitely were a bad cult, 
that I made the people because you can manipulate the cult in this game to be like really horrific. But your followers think you are just the, the you know, like godlike or something like that. I don't know how else to put it. And they will just follow your footsteps and you can convince them to be cannibals. <laughs> and it's and, it, and it's 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 uh, it's an honor to be eaten. It actually was. It was an honor to um, nourish my fellow cult members. But uh, yes. maybe someday I'll get over the fact that you guys all forgot me. Uh, and maybe I'll pick it up and play. <laughs> what a cute recommendation, Dave. That's golly. <laughs> you, you'd have to, I, I think everybody has seen what Cult of the Lamb is. It, it, it is, uh, it, it's a fun game. That is All funny. right. Enough of what I have. Been, I feel like I've been talking a lot about what I've been doing. What about, uh, Ashley, what, what are you doing right now? All right. So I'm going to shock everybody. Guess what I've been playing? What? Super. Mario Maker 2, baby. Yo! (laughs) So, I think I touched on this. Uh, I've been super interested in getting better at the game. I didn't know a lot of the mechanics of Mario Maker when I first started streaming it almost three years ago. I I played normal levels and stinky speed runs and the same old blue platform levels. It was normal popular I played and nobody wanted to see that. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I really want to get good. How do I do that? I was like, I'm going to play the top 100 most popular all time expert and then super expert levels in an effort to get better at the game. And it started to catch on. I saw half a dozen streamers doing it too. And they were interested and they were like, Ashley, like, I don't want to copy you. I was like, well, you're not copying me. It's anyone can play these levels. So after like multiple people, people had come to me saying, "Hey, I want to do this too," but I feel weird. I was like, "Let me let me make it a challenge. Let me let me make it something that anybody could do." So I decided to call it the Get Good Challenge. Uh, I've seen over a dozen streamers uh, play it so far. Um, I've seen multiple people's multiple streamers actually beat the whole challenge and do all two hundred levels: the one hundred expert, one hundred super expert. Uh, I have been on a journey the last few weeks to try to finish them all myself. And when I first started, the expert levels that I was playing were so difficult. It was taking me hours to play levels that it would have taken my friends 10 minutes to play. And uh, now I have one level left in the challenge. It is one super expert level that has a lot of tricks in it that I've never done. It's got a double shell jump. Uh, It's got a wake up midair shell jump, a couple of them. So there's... um. You know, midair P drops and pow drops and all kinds of tricks I've never actually done before. Um, but I'm very proud to say that I have done 199 of the 200 levels. So I'm expecting next week to finally finish my own challenge. That's uh, I, I was watching it. That's it's it's a rough level. Yeah. To end on it. it <laughs> it's obviously like one of the original how to levels that just got popular because it was one of the original ones yeah. how to do these kaizo tricks and everybody was playing it trying to learn how to do these things but it's it's a rough level to even be in the top 100 yeah. it's not like it's not like a well-made level it's just a training right. level with just these kaizo tricks that like i don't think you're ever gonna i don't know when the next time you're ever even gonna do some of these tricks sure. like that that Specifically, the one I'm thinking, like double shell jumps. Okay, you do see those in Super Expert Endless, uh, but I feel like the I don't know what they're called, but the midair wake up shell where you you're holding it, you drop it or whatever, and then you jump off the beetle as it's flipping. You don't see that very often. Never seen it before. Um, yeah, 
The level's and... full of tricks I've never done before, but I've mastered a lot of them. I did. I got to the last checkpoint the first time I that I really gr- was grinding the level, which was last week. Uh, I was very proud of myself, and uh, I. I actually cried when I got to the second checkpoint because it was so frustrating. I'm a crier and uh, I was so emotional that I I have uh, dyslexia uh, pretty badly. So it takes a lot of muscle memory for me to remember some of these tricks in Mario Maker. And I felt really proud of myself as I just thought of how far I had come in the challenge. And, you know, there's a level that took me eight hours to complete because it just was so new to me. And now I look at that level. I'm like, dude, I could beat that level in like. 15 20 minutes now but that checkpoint really to me was like i've really come far so i'm super excited somebody made me a practice level for the double shell jump and i know once i get that uh that level's toast baby i'm excited um other than That's awesome other than maker which is what i normally play i had a special stream uh last month that i did uh dave your internet had some issues which is uh why you ended up doing a 12-hour stream you did a makeup for a couple of streams that you missed and there was a night a monday night that i knew you weren't going to be able to stream and it's not my normal stream time but i was like you know what let me hold down the fort for my friend poncho taco and play what i want to play so that night i played breath of the wild (laughs) it was amazing because i talk so much about my love for zelda uh by the way tears of the kingdom it is 69 days today until tears of the kingdom when this episode releases it will be 67 days until tears of the kingdom the new zelda game the sequel to breath of the wild coming uh to a switch near you may 12th 2023 um (laughs) we are not sponsored by nintendo Not yet. So <laughs> we're on our way. <laughs> that was really cool that I got to do that. Uh, that I did that stream. A lot of people hear me talk about Zelda all the time, but never got to see me play. I had some legends in my stream that night hanging out in chat, and they were like, "I'm learning strats from you on like different things, different enemies, Lionels that I was fighting, and I have these little speed strats that I do." And I never got, I never get to really show it off. I don't play Zelda uh, on stream pretty much ever, so. It was a really chill night. I had no pressure. It was not my regular night. And uh, it was one of the most fun streams I've done in a very long time. That's awesome. That's awesome. It is nice every once in a while to break out. Yeah. Every once in a while. Break out for a day, for maybe a week or something, whatever. It, it's nice. It's nice. And then, and then come back to it. Jackson, what about you? What do you got going on right now? Um, this past month, I have had quite a bit of free time. So I have p- been playing a variety of games. I I think since the last podcast episode, there have been it's either three or four games that I've beat. Um, and I'll talk about three of them here because they're all very good. Uh, two of them I've talked about on the podcast before. So first one is Elden Ring. I won't go over that a ton. You guys know what Elden Ring is. I've talked <laughs> about it. Dave's talked about it. Ashley's talked about it. The entire world has talked about it. It's freaking good. Um, I, I spent the better part of a year playing through that game off and on, uh, but I finally beat it this past month. And what a cool journey that was. I, I haven't <laughs> ever beat a game as um, difficult as Elden Ring. Uh, never beat, Never put as much time into beating a game just like the story mode and not like trying to do like a bunch of extra stuff uh 
but it was it was so satisfying and so good and there were so there there were definitely a couple just draw jaw dropping moments for sure um other times where i wanted to rip my hair out but that that didn't <laughs> last too long thankfully i just had to shut off my pc mm-hmm. and take a nap um but it was it was it was a good game i'm i'm very glad that i stuck with it and finished the game cuz the the journey was long and wonderful uh okay let me think the G-G. second game gg gg uh, yeah yeah b- b- before you move on gg beating Elden Ring, absolute gg that's that, that's huge it's awesome your fixed performance <laughs> huge um second game that i beat just this past week on my stream is a game that has been in development for a long time i think it started as a kickstarter and that game is pizza tower I only just recently heard about it, um, but I decided to buy it a week or two ago, play through it on stream. It's a pretty short game just to mm-hmm. beat casually, not play every single level, not try and get every single accolade. It takes about six hours or something like that. Um, but man, it's it's actually really good. A lot of people are, are already saying like this is the first legitimate candidate for game of the year, and I'm I kind of agree with them. I don't I don't know if it will win game of the year because there's supposedly a very large lineup of better game or good games coming out this year, but it's a good one. Basically, and I'll explain a little bit. Sorry to any Sonic fans out there that really like the Sonic games, but this is the first time I've played a platformer that makes going super fast super fun. It's it's actually <laughs> fun to just go at the speed of light. The movement in that game is pristine. The, the creators of that game knew what they were doing when it comes to the controls, the movement, how fast you're going at certain sections, like where you're putting enemies, a bunch of different unique bosses and enemies and just mechanics that you're working with. Um, Again, not like the longest playthrough in the world, but like every moment of it is quality and you can feel it. Mm-hmm. it Would you fun. go as far to say as Pizza Tower is the first good Sonic game? <laughs> Yes. Yes, I would. Well, I think personal preference, yes, it is the first good Sonic game. I know a lot of people love Sonic <laughs> Mania, which has been talked about. Oh, it's and, so good. Yeah, and that I have played is, a, I have I played a bit of Sonic Mania and I I haven't beat it and I should I should go back and beat it sometime cuz I did have a pretty enjoyable experience with it. But this is the first time that I've beat a full-fledged definitely Sonic game that is actually good in in Pizza Tower even though it's definitely not Sonic. I don't know what you're talking about, Dave. <laughs> so that's two. You said you had one more game you were going to talk yes. about? Yes. And this is probably my favorite of the three. Um it's a game that I started months ago and played for about a week or two and then stopped playing just cuz I was busy with life. And then just this past week I decided to pick it back up again and beat it. Uh, put another 10 hours into it and it was a wonderful experience this game is the outer wilds um i've talked about it i've talked about it on a previous episode um and just how much i was enjoying it back then just like a few months ago and my goodness the the final moments the conclusion of this game is out of this world amazing like legitimately literally out of this world amazing it's so good um i'm i'm not i'm not joking around when i say this this is probably the closest i've ever felt like a game has come to like a perfect 10 out of 10 for me other than lego batman uh 
but there's so many things it does well that's just super ambitious and super unique and they just nail it and then there's so many things that there, there's so little problems there's so few flaws it's just a game about exploration observation and interaction those are kind of the three words i like to use i came up with three like multiple syllable words for this that's how passionate <laughs> I'm about this game. um is is this the one remind me is this the one that's you have a 20 minute timer you have a 22 yes I, I guess minor spoiler but not really because you figure this out in like the oh, first 10 oops. minutes of the game um you're <laughs> <laughs> you're always working on a 22 minute timer 22 minutes um and if you go past 22 minutes then the loop resets and you just have to start over with another loop um and the way that you progress through the game is just by collecting information that stays permanent with you and you have notes in case like you happen to take a multi-month break from the game and can't remember what you're doing like i did uh wow but yeah just the fact that it focuses on this information just infor information based way of like getting you to progress through the game is so it, it's it's done so well i could not recommend this game more to anybody more more than literally any other game out there to anybody who's looking for a good solo player experience it it took 20 minutes i mean not 20 minutes 20 hours uh i think that was my final play through time i played through I, most I of it thought it took i thought it took you 22 minutes to beat 20, <laughs> yeah i i mean i could do it in 22 minutes now because of because of my intellectual my intellectuality abilityisms um, <laughs> no that was that was probably my favorite game that i've played and beat this past month for sure sweet Probably Sweet. for sure. Cool games. A lot of cool games being played. Uh, if you're listening, visit the channels where we're playing all these games. All these games talked about are, well, not all of them. I guess not the ones that Jackson said specifically was playing offline, but a lot of these games are being played on the channels here. Come check it out. Real good time here. So we talked about games from our past. We talked about what we're playing now. We got to talk about something else. We have, we have, Something else uh, we, we talked about earlier in the stream or in, in, I keep calling this. I keep calling this podcast the stream. This is not the stream. <laughs> this is the podcast. <laughs> Talk about early in the podcast. We don't have a guest. Uh, this is our first episode since our very, uh, very first one where we sat down just the three of us just to establish what is arcade parlor. We had an hour, hour and a half, a shorter episode is our first one. And then from then on, we've had uh, five awesome guests, all of them. All episodes equally enjoyable. Fantastic people on here. But this one, we made a decision not to have a guest. And there's a very specific reason for that. We kind of teased it a little bit uh, to kind of stay tuned a bit. But I think I think we can go ahead and address what's going on here. We did. I did talk about earlier, too, that this episode's big and the very next episode is big as well. But we need to talk about this episode right now next episode we, we will talk about at a later day um but there is uh some news in arcade parlor going on and uh it relates directly to jackson jackson do you want yeah. to, to pick it up take it away let tell everyone what's going on here i'm pregnant um no i'm not <laughs> whoa i'm not pregnant that's that was a lie that's not the big thing that's going on <laughs> that's um, not what you told me <laughs> <laughs> no so basically, let me let, let me try and let me try and get through this as formally as I possibly can. Um, I'm stepping away from Arcade Parlor. This is going to be my last episode uh, 
on this podcast. It's truly been a pleasure. It's been amazing. I've loved working with you too, Dave and Ashley. It's been great. Um, every single guest that we've had is super cool. I can't, I, I haven't talked to, I haven't mentioned this as much as I should have on this podcast, but every single guest, it's it's just been so nice to hear their stories here, little bits of their lives, their careers, their hobbies and whatnot. It's, they're, they're I, at my own fault as a pod, as a co, co-host for the podcast. There's just been too many times where I just get entranced in what these guests have had to say. Um, so it's, it's, and I, I just end up listening instead of talking as much as I should. Uh, but it's, it's truly been almost a blessing to be here. Um, the reasoning for why I'm stepping away is I'm going to be serving as a missionary for the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, um, starting in April and I'll be gone for two years. So, and with that, I'm not allowed to do any kind of content creation or anything to do with the podcast here. So I unfortunately do have to step down, but it has been a blast. It has been a pleasure. We have, I, I, I've said it before. I think, I think when you, when you told me, so for our listeners here, we kind of knew that there was a chance that Jackson would only be here for you know a, a lot, not 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 just a handful but this is this is a decent amount of episodes at this point and i still made the choice i was like i still want you on here i think you would be a great addition to this podcast uh even though even if it's only going to be a few episodes and even right now uh seven episodes in i wouldn't have done it any other way i'm super happy the three of us have been through this uh, it's, it's been, it's, it's been a lot of fun, uh, getting to know each other more offline in our host chats or whatever that we have and stuff like that, uh, has been really fun. And Jackson, it's really awesome to hear that you're doing something that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. And uh, although it will take you away from the pocket, it will take you away. Correct me if I'm wrong from an online presence in general. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. For the most part. Okay. Very and. Good. Um, it, it's really, it, like I said, it's really cool to see, do something you're passionate about, um, to take an opportunity like this, that, you know, a lot of people don't follow passions in any form, especially when it's leaving, <laughs> leaving home, going to someplace completely foreign. Uh, yeah. and, and that's really cool. And we obviously, I'm sure Ashley will have something to say, but we obviously do wish you the best and it's, it's been, it's been awesome been absolutely awesome will you have any video gaming at all or are you leaving everything behind no video games there's there's a lot of there's a lot of strict rules that i got to follow and one of them is no video games unfortunately (laughs) uh yeah there's i think um as far as like media goes and whatever there will be like some books like that i i have to use my own discretion but i can read some stuff uh and there's like quite a bit of board games, tabletop games and whatnot, but no video games, no listening to podcasts, no doing streams. Um, but I'm ready for it. I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to give it up at least for a couple years. And you you'll you'll be and and I, I know two years is far from now. Oh yeah. Um anything could do happen. you I I and, and the, the, you might not even have an answer to this or anything, but are you you thinking about coming and doing anything online again, or is it? Um, you think that this will probably might be the end. 
yeah, it might be the end. It might be the end. I've thought about this a lot. And basically, I've come to the conclusion of making zero commitments. I mean, two, not only is two years like a long time for just like myself individually and just like changing as a person and whatnot and just interests and whatever, but it's just a lot of things can happen like online. Like I do a lot of Twitch streaming right now. I do a lot of live streaming on Twitch.tv. Who knows if Twitch.tv is even going to be relevant two years from now? Who knows if YouTube is going to be the same way? Who knows anything at this point? So it's hard for me to really commit to anything at the given moment. Um, the only thing I can commit to is there's been a lot of great people that I've met online and formed relationships with, including you two here um, over the past year or two. And I definitely want to reconnect with everyone I can by the by the time I'm back, whether it's just through some silly chat messages or whatnot. I see uh, Ashley has already removed her glasses. <laughs> I, yeah. For those who aren't watching, she's removed her glasses. Uh, Ashley, I, I, I know I, I, I've talked quite a bit, and Jackson's obviously sp- sp- spilled the beans. What's going on? <laughs> Sorry. You, it's, it's you. No, take I'm, your time. I'm uh, wiping tears from my eyes. I'm sure it's a big shock to everybody. Uh, but um, <laughs> I've I've been in your channel for about <clears throat> sorry for about a year, and um, it's just been like it's such a joy in my life to get to know you, and um, I'm super proud of everything you're doing, and uh, how candid that you've been with all of us, and it's super brave all the stuff that you've been like willing to talk about on stream and with all of us. So I really appreciate you letting us all into your lives and you've just been like not non-judgmental to everybody and i know you have like such a like a wholesome and beautiful part of your life with your spirituality and your religion and you just never judge any of your silly friends online for all the the silliness and stuff that we bring to your stream and uh i'm really gonna miss you a lot but i wouldn't have changed anything that you've been part of this podcast for the last seven months and I've I've told you many times offline it's been an honor in my life that I got to create content with you on and off Twitch and uh I'm super thankful. I better be one of those people that you reconnect with when <laughs> oh, of course. you come back. I feel like a big sister to you. Like I feel like you're you you're like family to me. And um I'm just so thankful for everything that you've brought to our listeners and to myself and Dave's lives. Just think without a uh, twitch.tv slash bleachy be in existence, you never would have eaten a stick of butter. Actually. I knew you were going <laughs> to say would that. Have. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's what she's gonna. That's what, that's why she's so glad we have this relationship is for the butter consumption. I, I will I say understand. because of, I will say because of Jackson, I will never buy salted butter ever again. <laughs> Dang, I'm sorry. You know I ruined your life like this. It's okay. Thank God the listeners told me to buy unsalted as well because I would have had a real bad time if I had to eat a whole stick of salt. You, you would think salted would be better. You'd think, oh, it's got a little seasoning it's on too there. too concentrated. Oh, my God. It was like eating like solid ocean water. It was so awful. <laughs> uh, by the way, for those who don't know what we're talking about, Back in I, October or maybe September of last year, it was for September. 
Bleachy 90 Day co-sub goal. It was so cool. If we both met the sub goal, which we did, we would do a Mario Maker race, 100 easy, endless levels, and whoever beat them first was the winner, and the loser had to immediately stop what they were doing and eat a stick of butter. And I was the unfortunate loser that day. Uh, but boy, did I take it in stride. <laughs> it was a beautiful moment. For it was. Eight. You ate a stick of butter with class. Thank you for that. <laughs> if you if you can bring class to eating a stick of butter, it was what happened in that stream. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, that man. was good. But again, uh, Jack, I don't know if you have anything else that you were wanting to say in in any of those Jackson. But there... again, both of us are very uh, very excited to see you uh, pursuing a passion in your life. And actually being able to do it, um, even though it is going to take you obviously away from the project here of the podcast, uh, seeing somebody go and do something like this is way cooler than them sticking around doing a podcast. I'll, I'll, I'll say. That. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been something that I've really been working towards for a long time, a lot longer than I thought it would take. I, I genuinely um, thought that I'd be starting as a missionary, starting my missionary training way back in may of last year so it's it's been a bit of a process but i'm so glad that i've been able to do some cool stuff like this podcast and be able to make the most of my time just kind of waiting and i'm so i'm so glad that i do get to start my mission now <laughs> and i have that <laughs> opportunity and i have um put the difficulties that were stopping me from allowing to serve a mission aside and get out there oh for anybody who's wondering um i'm gonna be serving a mission in denmark and i have to speak danish so if any of you guys listening happen to know danish uh please teach me i don't know i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> help me out you have you have like a couple weeks or something and i i will i won't pay you money you have to do it out of the goodness of your heart but i i know you will i know you will random listener <laughs> So you have about a month left uh, before you go, right? Yeah, about a month. I have to say... And, uh, oh, go ahead. Thank you. I have to say, I think back to when I was 20 years old. I, It's such a selfless thing that you're doing to dedicate two years of your life to other people and your religion. And it's like such a beautiful thing that you're doing. I couldn't commit to coffee on a Saturday with my best friend when I was 20 <laughs> years old. No, never mind learning a language, moving to another country, giving up my my friends and my my f family and online and everything that I was passionate about like to fulfill a mission outside of myself and for the greater good. And um my admiration for you knows no bounds, my friend. Ashley, you're the best. Have I told you that before? <laughs> Hi, Ashley. Hello. You're Hi. awesome. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm excited. I, I am a very non-committal person. So the fact that I've been able to do this, I hope shows how passionate I am about it. Yeah. Like you. Yeah, I can hardly get out of bed most mornings just <laughs> due to sheer laziness. But it's, I'm, I'm glad to be taking this next step. I know it doesn't have to do with so, video games at all. 
So uh, one month, do you have a uh, final stream scheduled or anything? Or are you just kind of playing it by ear? What, 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 are your, what are your plans here? Playing it by ear. Basically, I just want to stream and just make content for as long as I feel like is right, you know? So there might mm-hmm. just come a day where I'm like, yeah, this is my last stream, but um, or just my last video or something like that. But until then, I'm I'm still chugging along. I'll hopefully be around until the next podcast episode, which I will not be a part of. Cool. Um, Ashley, do you want to tell Jackson about something? Yeah, that's been kind of going on in the background that he doesn't know about. Uh-huh. So. Um, there's a bunch of us that you know that love you and uh, there's it's hard to show like appreciation to somebody that you love you know but the game that brought us all together is Super Mario Maker 2 and it's how I met all of you and it, it's what got me into streaming for sure so it's kind of the community that we all sit in and there's uh, a bunch of friends of yours and moderators of yours that are um, committing to making levels for you for when you leave and we would love it if you could uh maybe find a day uh maybe later in the month to do uh a stream where we can all share levels that we're making or working on for you the final viewer level stream oh yep. man <laughs> But it's bleachy levels. <laughs> it is bleach. This, It'll be better. It'll be better than normal. This might. This might just be your. Le- you're just gonna hate it so much. You're like this is. The, I'm, I'm not coming back. <laughs> this is the last one. <laughs> no, I won't hate it. That sounds awesome. I can't believe you guys have been doing this. I'm. Man, I'm taking it back. You guys are the best. I won't like reveal obviously names or anything since it's you know for privacy's sake. But there's um a lot of people who love you and would like to co- uh, commit to making levels. So. Maybe we could uh, figure out a day that you could do that so we could share with everybody and give everyone a deadline for, um, for sure. when to make the levels. And if you're listening and um, you love uh, Jackson, a.k.a. Bleachy B, and you want to make him a level, uh, definitely feel free to uh, get in contact with me either in my stream or uh, via uh, Twitch in some way. And we'll uh, we'll make sure you get in there. Push put uh, if you do make a level, put uh, right at least bleach somewhere in the <laughs> in the title or description hashtag underscore at least bleach you can do bleach underscore b but at least bleach it must be level made specifically for jackson aka bleachy b yes <laughs> i'm excited that sounds like so much fun yeah this is gonna be great all right so I think we're we we do have a voicemail. We we so we just talked about something big, something big for the, uh, the podcast. Oh, actually, before we go do that, Arcade Parlor. You might be listening, be like, "Well, what's next for Arcade Parlor?" I'll tell you something. We we've been cooking something for ever since uh, this became known to us. Ashley and I had a conversation. What where do we go next with Arcade Parlor? Do we continue just the two of us? We, we RK Parlor is not going anywhere. I'll tell you that much. We're on, we're only going up still. We're we're still only going up. We had a discussion. Do we want to continue just the two of us with bringing a guest on? And we we went back and forth for a while trying to figure out what we should do with RK Parlor. We have come to a decision, and there will be a new permanent co-host who has agreed Yay. to come on. Uh. 
we're really excited to announce this person. Uh, in fact, I have a date of when we will be announcing this person. Uh, two weeks, uh, Sunday, March 19th. Uh, if you if you don't know, RK Parlor was actually born in my stream. It's been it's been like a, a pet project of mine. Uh, and I think and we were talking uh, amongst uh, the new co-host coming in, too, that it makes sense to make the announcement where Arcade Parlor was born. So in my stream, twitch.tv slash Ponchotaka will be the announcement of what's happening with Arcade Parlor next on March 19th during my normal windows uh, after 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I'll just say we're super excited. Uh, we're super excited for this episode, obviously. Jackson's next episode, and we're also very excited to talk about the next steps for Arcade Parlor. Uh, big, big stuff happening. Big stuff happening. Yay. This next guest is not guest. The new co-host is awesome, by the way. They're crazy cool. I love this very person. Very excited. Aw. Yep. Yep. We will not let it, we will not make known who this person is. No. Uh, but definitely... Uh, if you're like that, that Poncho Taco, I hate that guy. I'm not tuning into that guy's stream. Nobody hates. Well, you, you, well, we'll, we'll be announcing it. Uh, make sure to follow Arcade Parlor on every social media. That's Twitter. Join the Discord if you're not with that. That's the fastest way we communicate with our listeners, honestly, is the Discord. Uh, you can go to ArcadeParlorCast.com. It has all the links there. But hop in the Discord. That's where we'll first be communicating it. And we will also publish it to uh, social media later that week. Uh, but the initial announcement will be Sunday night if you want to if you want to come hang out in the hype and everything that's going to happen. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Otherwise. Stick around and you'll, you'll find out one way or another what's happening next in Arcade Parlor. It's so, so exciting. <laughs> it, it's very exciting. We're, we're very excited to, uh, to. To talk about what's happening next. Voicemails. We do have a voicemail that was sent in. Uh, and this one came in actually. Back in December, weirdly enough, uh, really? but I, I this one didn't feel like the right voicemail to play with some of the guests that we've had on until now. <laughs> um, th this is the right time to play this, uh, th this voicemail. So, uh, guys, go ahead and uh, I'm going to go ahead and play this for this and then we can uh, discuss uh, the matter that is uh, brought up here. All right. Hello, Arcade Parlor. First time caller, long time listener. Mm hmm. I have a question. Yes, yes. What is the most satisfying part about playing a game using your feet? Oh, yes, yes. I love the sound of tootsies pressing buttons on a controller. Mm hmm. <laughs> Discuss. Discuss. So, I know what the most satisfying <laughs> part is for them, whoever brought this up. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> I I think this I think this question th this voicemail might be directed at you, Jackson. Yeah, I know it's directed I, at me. I've played video if games. I'm not mistaken, I think you're the only person in the group here who has on stream played through like an entire video game using their feet. You know what? You guys are missing out. That's that's all I have to say. It's an amazing experience. It's rewarding. Learning to like become yeah. ambidextrous with like the wrong things is so it's so nice. Now I can play video games with my feet. For those of you who don't know, I spent roughly I think it was like 20 hours or something uh, playing all of Super Mario Odyssey with my feet. And 
it was a great experience. It was character building, um, also toe strengthening. And the most satisfying part in answer to this question, let me think about this. The most satisfying part, uh, I think it's it's the airflow. It's you don't got socks on, you don't got shoes on, and it's you get you get a nice little breeze down there. It's a uh, feels fine. It feels fine for sure. You know, you don't. You, it is legal to not have to wear shoes and socks, <laughs> even if you're not playing with your feet, right? Well, like the movement, though, like actually, like fiddling around with the, the, your toes or pressing the buttons and moving the joystick, and there's there there's something refreshing about that. You wouldn't understand. You wouldn't understand. I I would not. <laughs> As um, I, I I mod for the Bleachy B stream. And uh, I was there for your whole footsie playthrough. And uh, I think the number one thing that I saw was new chatters coming into your stream thinking it was clickbait and absolutely not believing that you were really playing the game with your feet. Uh, And then being astounded that you were playing the game with your feet and then staying to watch the spectacle. (laughs) It was very, it was very humbling. All, all you have to do in order to get views on Twitch.tv is play video games with your feet, and it's it's as simple as that, guys. If there's if there's one who would have thought piece of there advice was, that I could give, there was times that you were playing Mario Maker as well with your feet, dude. I, it, it, you would never have known it was your feet because you were like playing expert levels and killing it. No, and then, no, I wasn't. I wasn't killing it. it was, dude, did you do a shell jump? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. I saw you do a shell jump. I actually with did your forget feet, about that, dude. Yeah, I did do a shell jump with my feet. That, that I I need to epic. put that on resumes. My goodness, that's oh my goodness, that, that is was something epic. cool. Ooh, ego boosted shell jump with feet. Nice. Oh goodness, I hope that that caller oh, uh, is satisfied with the answer that they got, yeah. and we all love you, person who called. <laughs> We definitely don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> For our listeners, we do offer voicemail. If you do have a question, you can send in a voicemail, of course, like you just heard and we discussed. You can send that to 402-915-1082. And your, your voicemail may be uh, featured on an episode at some point, apparently. Uh, we also do have an email address. You can send questions or just topics that you'd like us to discuss at email at arcadeparlorcast.com. Again, that's email at arcadeparlorcast.com. Roundtable. Roundtable. Does, uh, let's, uh, I, I, I actually wouldn't mind starting this time. Yeah. I have one thing for the roundtable that I would like to uh, bring up. Uh, for our listeners, this is actually a question for our listeners. I recently purchased an XLR mic, which I like. I very much do like. Uh, and I, for the mixer, I, I, I like the mixer I got. Uh, it's definitely more software based, which I don't have a problem with. Um, but I, I got the Wave XLR, which I, which I do actually like. I, I did do quite a bit of research, and I opted for this one instead of a big, chunky thing sitting on my desk. But the problem I'm having is that. I get audio distortion from my capture card. Looked it up. Some other people seem to have had it too. 
And I think it's almost it's at the point where it is a deal breaker. If, if anybody happens to have a recommendation of something, I know there's always the Go XLR, which is absurdly overpriced right now. Hmm. Uh, there are I know there are other options. If anybody out there has a suggestion, uh, I wouldn't mind hearing it. Send an email. Stop by my chat sometime. Uh, let, let me know. Uh, I, I'm looking for options. I, 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 I very, I greatly enjoy going to the XLR way with my microphone and stuff like that, but that, that's all I have for round table. Just a general question to our listeners. If anybody's using something and they want to share, uh, their experience with me, I would be, I, I would love to hear it. I would love to hear that. Nice. Do you know how to make the distortion worse? Cause that could be like a cool stream gag. If you're, <laughs> it, it almost sounds like. In my head, it almost sounds like the, the audio goes underwater or it almost like inverts. I don't know how else to say it. And there's almost like a pressure in my ears. It's oh. weird. Mm-hmm. And it, it comes and it, it goes and then it may maybe once an hour. And it's only for a few seconds, but it's at the point where it's like, I think this is kind of a deal break. I'm, I'm within my 30 day window. Uh, so I'm looking for options. I still have like two weeks. So, But if anybody's listening and they want to share their experience with a cool product, even if it is the Go XLR and you just want to gush and say it's the best thing in the world, I, I, I want to hear it because I'm looking for some other options still. That's all I have. Ashley, what about you? You know, for roundtable today where we kind of talk about things we didn't get to really mention in the rest of the episode, I kind of want to focus on Jackson for a second uh, since it's our last episode with him. I think back, and I wasn't, I'm not a founding person in your stream, but I think you are, Dave. Are you a founder? Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I came after, I've been in your stream for about a year. There have been some really epic moments in your stream. You're actually (laughs) the only person of the three of us who has moments in their stream, by the way. They still have moments. That's right. They forgot me and Dave when they made Twitch moments. (laughs) So cringe, man. So, I mean, most of your moments in your stream have had to do with um, things you have consumed. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would be fun if we uh, maybe went through some of those epic consumptions. Let's think back. Hmm. <laughs> what have I ate on stream? <laughs> I think it started with butter. If I don't. Yeah, yeah, it was butter. That was about a year ago at this point, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I it was fifty gift subs. No, it was a sub goal, fifty subs. I think thirty five were needed to get yes. to that goal. So I just ate a stick of butter on stream. That's that's what started the trend. An amazing, an amazing forty five minutes of gagging. Uh, I've had <laughs> the hot chip. That was pleasurable. Which no, you that, that was awful. What am I saying? I, that was the worst yeah. thing. Pleasurable. Why, oh, why was pleasurable the word that came Sorry, out? Sorry. You couldn't talk. You couldn't even talk when you I ate the hot I was crying. Shit. Like all of my like orifices were just like. Bleh, bleh. It was <laughs> It was the worst. I will say, I think comedy gold, the funniest thing <laughs> I've ever seen on Twitch was when you ate that hot chip. And you were, you know, as everybody who does, it's always like, oh, it's not too bad. And then it suddenly hits. Right. And I, and I know this is a clip. It might even be your top view clip. I don't know. It was. And then it hit. And we could see the, the look of sheer panic in your face. <laughs> and you look around. And what do you use 
to cool off your tongue. You, you out of nowhere, you pull up just another stick of butter <laughs> and you just start rubbing it on your tongue. It was just like comedy gold. <laughs> it was just a, a stick of butter. Okay. I guess you just have a stick of butter for this. <laughs> I had milk. I had, I think I had honey and then I mm-hmm. had butter and the butter was genuinely helpful. It, Probably it, the fat. Yeah. <laughs> Then what was after that? Mayo. Um, you ate two cups of mayo. Yeah. For I some can't remember subs. exactly what order, but I know two cups of mayo. That happened. That was gross. It was the one yeah. after mayo that got me. That I think I'll never forget. Uh, and it was you sitting at your desk that you're sitting at now. <laughs> and there was a roll of toilet paper on your bed, and you took those. You're holding it up. It's <laughs> holding the toilet paper. You're holding it up. This is you took a bite out of it like you were just eating an apple <laughs> and you quickly realized it was actually not easy to take a bite of toilet paper and you really wrestled with it and <laughs> eventually got a bite into committed. your mouth. He, he committed yep. once he realized the difficulty. <laughs> you did. And um, that led to other things like crayons. And am I, am I missing anything? And I mean, I did. There was. I, I took the bite out of the toilet paper roll, but didn't <laughs> actually eat it. It was more so just like a test of strength, um, which I did accomplish. Thank you very much. Uh, but then I, I, I went back and I have had multiple uh, squares of toilet paper. So even even on, here on the podcast. Yeah. I think I can't really. What about uh, it wasn't consumption, but you did dip both your hands into mayo that is true oh a jar of mayo yeah mayo and, and you could tell that you clearly did not think it through because then you went to your door behind you and was like how do i open my door <laughs> <laughs> i i thought it through halfway i got like saran wrap and like put it on my keyboard um and i i think i like put it on like my lap or something like that because i knew i would just get it everywhere and I was able to I was able to save the keyboard. I was able to save the computer mouse. Um, but then I get to the door and I'm like, I have no idea how I'm going to open this door because <laughs> my hands are covered in mayo. That one was not pleasurable. I, I will I will use the right word. Not pleasurable. That one was not fun. It was, it was over with quickly. Which one out of out of everything you've consumed or done? What was the most pleasurable? <laughs> Uh, two cups Who's of mayo. Most? Two cups of mayo okay. by far. Oh, I like. Okay. I, I I think I can get that. I I'm not a big mayo person, but I I can get behind that being the most. Yeah, I like mayo a lot. Thing. Normally, that's the most normal thing. I think. Yeah, two cups of mayo is still a lot. Like it, it quickly got to the point yeah. where I'm like, man, I don't think my body wants me to like put this in its system. So, uh, but it wasn't. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. I was willing to do it. The things you did for us in your short time on Twitch. I guess. <laughs> um, all else I'll bring to the roundtable today is uh, I am so excited for Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, the last Nintendo Direct there was, uh, we got to see some gameplay and uh, a lot of great things have happened for Zelda fans. We've gotten um, some of the Game Boy games on Switch Online, including Minish Cap, which is super cool. And... Uh, it's a great year to be a Zelda fan uh, when this episode airs again, 67 days until Tears of the Kingdom, and I am very excited. 
Awesome. Jackson, what about you? Your last round table. Um, let me think. I mean, first off, I'll just go back to when we were talking about games from our past, from our childhood. Ashley, you were talking a lot about Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Um, I didn't play Ocarina of Time until I was like, I want to say like 15 years old or something like that. Um, but that was that was like the first game that I played that like I think it was yeah it was my first Zelda game it was like my one one of the first games I played that wasn't like just a Wii game or a Lego game mm-hmm. or something like that and I was genuinely like yeah I I understand why so many people love this game so much and like why so, so many of the, like the top 100 games ever have has Ocarina so high up because it's it's genuinely a treasure and no the graphics haven't aged wonderfully but like the rest <laughs> of the game has it's yeah it's a it's a solid game i i'm i will always respect anybody who respects ocarina of time thanks jackson and then i guess and last off you for my, i was gonna say uh really quick you did you did play uh I, we talked about last episode you played a randomizer of it uh I did, yeah. but it was like a pc ported version which is uh, what is that called shipwright or something like that yeah it's through shipwright i can't remember yeah like I ship s-o-h whatever that w right um yeah oh ship of harkanian yes Arcanian. that's the word that's what it is and it's basically a pc port that runs that, that I, it's really impressive if anybody's interested in it it's very impressive whatever that what that uh project is look it up definitely cool and then last thing i mean this is the final episode that i'll be a co-host and just again it's been an honor it's been a pleasure i'm so glad that i've been able to be a part of this and i'll miss i'll miss you too dave and ashley a lot and i'll miss so many others and i'll miss all of you wonderful listeners as well because i know each and every one of you so personally um and hopefully hopefully I'll be back in some form and be able to you'll be able to hear my voice again at some point. I'll I'll be waiting in April of 2025. Yes. I'm going to get added in Discord by some super cringe message or something. <laughs> <laughs> 30 seconds of a blonde man eating mayo. That's that's what you're going to get. Yeah, it, it's just going to it's just going to be a, a a video uploaded <laughs> adding everyone. <laughs> Oh man, uh, but but again, Jackson. Uh, I I I believe I, I speak for Ashley. As I'm, I'm sure I speak for all of our listeners too. We're super excited for this uh, opportunity for you. We'll definitely miss you, uh, but we're more excited for this opportunity you have, and it's it's awesome to see it's awesome to see you take take this on. Thank you very much. I'm glad to do it. <laughs> also, the next guest, not guest. I keep calling. Him, host co-host um you have my blessing you have my official blessing it it has been bestowed upon you (laughs) i know i know when i shared who the 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 new co-host was uh jackson was very excited for that yeah they're shared uh that he he believed that this person was the 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 perfect the perfect uh third new new co-host for us for sure definitely well right before we go out um do we, do we want to do a quick round of self promos? Uh, I think we can if we can go through this pretty quick here. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go ahead and start us. Uh, David, I'm David. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Pancho Taco. 
or just ponchotaco.com will take you also to my website or to my stream. Uh, still, uh, still doing the Mario Maker, uh, doing my thing every Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, typically ending around midnight, sometimes a little bit later, depends on what's going on. Uh, doing some retro geo, uh, retro, uh, Sega games, Genesis games, GeoGuessr, Dead Cells, uh, just having a great time. Just having an absolute blast. Ashley, what about you? Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on twitch.tv slash Ashley with two E's, no Y, A-S-H-L-E-E underscore F-L. Uh, currently streaming Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays at 9 p.m. Eastern. I typically end around midnight, but I just introduced this week that Thursday nights uh, I will be going until about 2 a.m. my time. Uh, so... Ashley After Dark on Thursday nights. You can also find me the same handle, Ashley underscore FL on YouTube. I put out videos Sundays as well as on my Twitter. Uh, And I also have a TikTok that I put weekly content out on. It is Ashley underscore Florida, all spelled out. Sweet. Jackson, where can we find you for the next month? For the next month, should still be streaming and making YouTube videos on twitch.tv slash bleachy underscore B. That's B-L-E-A-C-H-Y underscore B. That's that's how you spell it. Um, On YouTube, <laughs> uh, just get rid of the underscore bleachy B. I am putting out videos, hopefully a little more consistently. I have, I've been putting out some stuff the past month, shorts, uh, longer stuff, shorter stuff, you name it. Um, And yeah, it is as chaotic as you could possibly expect. But... It's still good content, and I'd love it if you subscribed or something like that. I don't know. Awesome. Well, with that said, this has been Episode 7. Thank you for listening. Adios. Bye. Bye. See ya.